Good evening, and welcome to episode 8 of Demented and Unusual. As always, I have Kristen here with me. Sup, sluts. And today we are talking about Andras Pandy, also known as Father Bluebeard, the family killer. He was born June 1st, 1927, a Gemini. Six confirmed kills, possibly 60 more. He was born to Hungarian parents in Chop Carpathian Ruthenia, which, is, which was under the Czechoslovakian administration at the time. And the village that he was born in was just across the border from Hungary. This dude actually became a church counselor, a pastor, and a religious teacher. So, just kind of, you know, passing himself off as a good guy, but... He wasn't, as we shall see. Was he Catholic? Because then that makes sense. Uh, uh, Well, I guess they're not little boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too soon. 1957, he met his first wife, Ilona Soros, in the wake of the communist era. They left Hungary and went... What? Ilona Soros? Yes. She's like the loneliest dinosaur? Loneliest dinosaur. I said Ilonosaurus, and he said, "So she's like the loneliest dinosaur." (laughs) Oh my god! I just got it. (laughs) So they left Hungary and went to Belgium, where a year later they had their first daughter, Agnes. (laughs) She's dying, y'all. Send help. Of course, with their other children, Agatha, Jermaine, and Jack. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop quoting him. Okay. Real. I can breathe. <laughs> well, yeah, it's okay. I like it. <clears throat> so, around 1961... <laughs> around 1961... They had their son, Daniel. And then around 1966, they had another son. And if I ever have a kid, I am stealing his name. He was named... Zoltan! Zoltan! <laughs> Y'all couldn't see it, but I did the, the whole Zoltan symbol from Dude Where's My Car. <laughs> then in 1967, shortly after Zoltan was born, um, Andras accused his wife of infidelity, and they separated. They divorced. But she was like, Nah, I only want the boys. And left poor Agnes behind. What happened after that? Um, she was the loneliest dinosaur. <laughs> uh, soon after, um, Pandy started an incestuous relationship with his daughter Agnes. Uh, weird. Weird. Um, in the early 70s, he began seeing women through dating services and often lied about his identity, like false name and false jobs and things like that. And I saw somewhere where he would, like, advertise himself as, like, the European honeymoon or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he would put, um, ads in the Lonely Hearts Club sections of the newspapers (laughs) and shit. (laughs) But by the end of the decade, he met his second wife, Edith Finter. Oh, I was reading it, edit. Edit. (laughs) Well, because some places record her name as Edith, like with an H at the end, so I guess I just assumed it was Edith. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm trying... 
Maybe I'm just trying to make her name harder than it should be. We'll call her Edit. Edit. Edit Finter. Yep. Uh, he met her while he was visiting Hungary again. I'm getting hungry again. I was actually just thinking. <laughs> she was married to another dude at the time and was also a mother of three. Um, a seven-year-old girl named Andrea, an eight-year-old girl named Tund, Tundi, a 15-year-old girl named Tamara. Um, I like how Andrea is the only one with a normal name. I know, here. like. Old Daniel. Oh, well, yeah. But still. But that's like later. Yeah. But have you ever known a normal guy named Daniel? Ow. No. Exactly. But I kept reading Tamea like Tamar. <laughs> Tamar. <laughs> so, um, Pandy seduced her and they like took off and eloped and. The other guy was just like, oh, okay, well, I guess that happened. Elope and sounds so dirty. <laughs> You're dirty. You cantaloupe. Don't call me a cantaloupe, you melon head. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after their marriage, they had two children. A son named Andras Jr. and a daughter named Rika, Rekka, Rekka. Rekka Ralph. <laughs> in, 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 in 1884, yes, 100 years ago. <laughs> in 1984, he actually began another incestuous relationship with Tamea, his stepdaughter. So was it really, like, incestuous, though, if they weren't, like, blood? I mean... Like, incestuous in the in the sense that that's, like, his daughter, but not, like... Yeah, I don't stepdaughter, know. like... I don't know. Parental unit Anywho... Type. Still and she actually oh, no. became pregnant after he raped her. And she told her family, and they were just kind of like, nah, you probably used a towel with his semen on it and just impregnated yourself. Like, who the fuck does that? Like, yeah. what is she gonna do? Like, shove it up her twat? Like, <laughs> so I have to wait for him to masturbate into this towel and then go in immediately afterwards and just shove it up there. <laughs> you fucking had just. <laughs> Why did you, like, cup it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you gotta you hit the G-spot. What the fuck? You need... Uh, you need help. So, they sent her away to live in a different house, which is actually where Agnes was living. And Agnes, being the freak that she is, became jealous and tried to bludgeon Tamea to death with an iron bar in a basement until something scared her and it made her stop. Um... Tamea attempted to report the abuse again after she was hospitalized, but she was once again dismissed mm. because fuck the system. Yeah. Um, and then she gave birth to uh, um, Pandy's son, and he was named Mark. Yep. But in 1986, she was able to escape. 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 She stayed with family in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And then started a new life in Hungary. Dude, everybody goes to Canada. Yeah. It's all about the Canadians. Eh? <laughs> so, um, not long after this, um, that's when the disappearances start to happen. And it actually began with his wife, Edit. Before Tamea left, she told her mother, like, you know, he sexually abused me and your grandkid is actually his son. So, there's that. And I guess she finally listened to her, and this caused, like, a serious-ass fight between the two. 
um, the two being Pandy and Edit. And, you know, after that, Edit and her daughter Andrea disappeared. And Pandy told the police that she actually moved to Germany to be with a lover, and he forged telegrams as proof that she took off. I mean, I... It wouldn't be too far-fetched to be like, oh yeah, she moved to Germany with another lover because... She left her husband to be with him. Yeah. So, I mean... Like a habit I kind of see where he's going with it. Like, like a pattern. Props for him for thinking that through a little bit, but... The disappearances just keep coming. In 1988, Alana, Daniel, and Zoltan... Zoltan... Disappear. And he initially claimed that they moved to France, but later said they moved to South America. Then in the 1990... He sent Agnes on vacation with Andros Jr. and Rekka. And Tunde. And Tunde had disappeared by the time they got back. And basically, Pandy said, you know, I couldn't handle her. She was getting out of hand and just threw her out of the house. And you know, like, as heartless as Agnes seems to be, I think that one actually bothered her because she refuses to talk about it. Yeah. And There's I was not just much like, on that one. I was just like, damn. So, things kind of start going downhill. Like, I guess she was so heated by that, she was like, you know what, fuck this guy. Because in 1992, she reported him for sexual abuse, but they kind of just brushed it off. And then, in 1997, well, let me back up a little bit. They brushed it off, but a lot of things started becoming suspicious, like, revolving around Pandy. And so they kind of opened up, like, a low-key investigation on him. And then, by 1997, they start digging for human remains on several of his abandoned properties. And they actually found quite a bit of things. They found kneecaps, teeth, bone fragments, ashes in one of the cellars. Um, blood splatter all over one of the walls in another home. And inside a refrigerator, or inside two refrigerators, rather, they found large pieces of what they called unspecified flesh. And so they actually did DNA testing on, like, the bone fragments and things like that, and none of them actually even belonged to the family that was missing. So they are still actually unknown. I keep saying actually, y'all. Slap the fuck out of me or something. You'll like it too much. You're right. The Hungarian police found two girls and a boy who, on several occasions, actually impersonated Pandy's missing children. So he took them to see his side of the family and then was like, hey, uh, y'all remember seeing my kids, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And asked him <laughs> to send letters backing him up and saying like, oh yeah, it was good to see you and the kids. He recruited the children in 1992 when the Belgian police initially started investigating him. That was an awkward pause. (laughs) (laughs) But he told the children it was part of a rehearsal for a movie based on his life. Like, that's a pretty big ego. I think there actually is one. I saw something... Probably now, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't relevant then, but, like, I just thought that was crazy. So he always maintained, like, the whole facade. Like, he would 
use fake papers and postcards to prove that everybody was alive and well. And um, after everything kind of started to come to a wrap, the police actually, the Hungarian police, they believed that he could actually be linked. God, I keep saying actually. <laughs> Anyways, they believe he could be linked to 60 missing persons cases. Wow. But that comes down with like something else that will be brought up later. So, fun fact for all of y'all listening. Uh, all four of you. <laughs> <laughs> all four of you. We love you dearly, even though we don't know you. Father Bluebeard, as he was called. So, I actually looked that up because I was like, why did they call him Bluebeard? And it's a French folktale about a wealthy man that just makes a habit out of murdering his wives. So... You Sounds know. like a good time. Yeah. I mean, hey, why not? If the title fits. October 16th, 1997. What happened? <laughs> Quick! Answer! <gasps> He's arrested. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah. That was so anticlimactic. I know. You built it up like, oh my god, what happened? And I'm like, yeah, he's arrested. <laughs> so on November 21st, 1997... Then Agnes is arrested for playing an active role in the murder of her two brothers, her stepmother, and stepsisters. November 25th, four days later, she confessed to the murders of her missing relatives. She can math. She can math. You. Oh, me. I was like... I, wow. Okay. Anywho. <sighs> she alleges that she acted alone in the murder of her mother, and took part in the murders of Daniel, Zoltan, and Andrea. She says it was murder by handgun for two of the cases, and head trauma caused by a heavy, blunt object, and that the corpses were dismembered, partly dissolved with acid in the basement, and partly taken to a local abattoir, which, which is, is a slaughterhouse. <laughs> so I had to look it up. Kristen actually figured out what they used to dissolve these folks. Yeah, so they just got a big, like, vat of store-bought drain opener, which is kind of like Drano over here. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so it was just a very, it was a highly acidic drain-opening cleaner. She's doing air quotes, y'all. <laughs> okay, for the record, I was doing one. I didn't have my other hand up. Which makes it even more pathetic. Aww. So she says... She was quoted as saying, It was my task to take out the organs while Pandy was cutting up the remains. I just used a kitchen knife. You have to exercise strength. It's not that easy. I would be using a kitchen knife. If there's anything I'm more familiar with in life, it's fucking kitchen knives. Yeah. It's not easy, though. I mean... As someone who has removed organs from a body before, it is not easy. I envy you for that. But I also don't want to go back to school. There's too much. <laughs> too much. It was awesome. Agnes it was, was legal, by the way, everyone listening. Sorry. Are you sure about that? No. Dun dun. Agnes was linked to the disappearance of a 12-year-old girl in 1993. Um, the girl disappeared in 1993, though. This, she wasn't linked to it in 1993. Just thought I'd specify that. It sounded a little funky. Anywho. Um, and that little girl's mother actually had a relationship with Pandy. So that's how they knew each other. 
She ended up receiving a 21-year sentence for the complicity in five of the six murders, as well as the one attempted murder. She was released with three years of probation. Wow. Um, something I thought that was really interesting that I found but couldn't find much else on was um, November 26, 1997, the Hungarian Nepsava newspaper reported that Pandy fostered a countless number of children that became orphaned or homeless in the 1989 revolution in Romania that toppled the communist dictator Nikolai whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, so they were taken to a charity club. That was his his name, his last name spelt backwards. So, Yidnep. Yidnep. <laughs> Yidnep. <laughs> And it was, you know, obviously founded by him. And they stayed under his care for, you know, various amounts of times. But nobody knows what happened to them. They don't know if they left, if they returned home, like, nothing. So, I'm thinking that maybe that has to do with all of those remains that they found that were not his family. Yeah. It's crazy, though, that you can have all these... Like orphan children and just be like, we don't know what happened to them. Well, I mean, I don't even know if like, I don't know if the um, their rules there for for shit like that is the same as it is here. Yeah. I mean, I know it's probably happened here, but I don't think for that big of a number because if they're there from a revolution, there's probably a whole lot of them. You know? Yeah. Exactly. In April, uh, on April 24th, 1998, the Belgian police announced that they found teeth that belonged to eight different victims. So seven belonged to women between the ages of 35 and 55, and one belonged to a man between the age of 18 and 23. But to this day, the police refuse to name a total body count, so it's just pure speculation about how many victims he actually has. Yeah, they they strongly believe that it's for sure at least up to like 60, but they refuse to like give any solid answers on it. Yeah. And I thought that was crazy because I think, honestly, I think they think that there's more. Yeah, and to my knowledge, they're not investigating it anymore. I know. So That's insane. They're, they're never going to have a total number. So, February 18th, 2002, trial for Andras commences in Brussels, and by March 6th, 2002, he receives a life sentence for the murder of six family members, attempted murder, and rape of three daughters. That's actually really interesting that from the start of the trial to when he received the life sentences was like two weeks. Two, three weeks. That's crazy. Over here, it would take, like, months, years. But... If he's white-looking, he wouldn't have to be in jail very long. (laughs) By December 23rd, 2013... That's gonna die. He was dead. That is gonna die, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I read somewhere that they were like, oh, justice was served. No. I'm like, he was fucking in there for like a year. What do you mean? Well, not like a year, but like... Yeah, he was not in there very long. And how can justice be served if there's still probably bodies under 
his properties that they don't, they're not even investigating. They're just like, eh, we don't know. Seriously. Ugh. Thank you for letting us violate your ear holes. We hope you wore protection. <laughs> Stay creepy. Could you imagine if somebody stuck ah! that? Ah!